You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 148. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Well, hey there. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. And today I am not alone because I have my sidekick with me, Facebook ads expert, Rick Moretti. Rick, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you feeling? Oh. When we're recording this, you have not been feeling well for the past few days. No. How's it, how's okay. it going? I have been flat out. So for the last three or four days, I don't know if it's the flu or a really bad cold or something, but I don't typically get sick. And I literally have been in bed, like no TV lights out. No one touched me. I can't even move kind of sick, like that oh, really? achy body sick. Yes. It was uh, miserable. That's the worst. That's the worst. So you, 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 when you get like that, you're like me, you're like, I, I this is driving me crazy because uh, I can't do anything. I can't do any work. I can't, I can't do anything. It's crazy. Nothing. I feel like the whole world was going on without me and I was left <laughs> out of everything, like serious FOMO from my life. And you know what it really made me realize is, and I really mean this, how lucky we are for our health. Yeah. Because when I can't do anything and I feel like everything's going on around me and I can't contribute to anything, I think, oh my gosh, I can't wait till this passes and I'm really going to appreciate my health and take care of myself because it was miserable. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, we start talking about like, you know, what's important to us, our values and, and, you know, what, what are their what are our priorities for the year? You know, yes. we're recording this in January and all this stuff. I mean, if you don't have your health, I mean, it's the base of everything. 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 We can't enjoy, you know, our loved ones, our friends. We can't do what we want if we don't have our health. One thing I love about a lot of entrepreneurs I follow, and I think you'd totally agree with this, there's always a focus on not just lifestyle, but health. So you see a lot of the entrepreneurs in our space talking about working out and eating yep. whole healthy foods and getting active and and getting outside and all that good stuff. So I love that there's always that focus. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I mean, just what we're talking about, this comes to mind. You turned me on to that mail del- meal delivery service. Okay. So and- uh, we weren't going to talk about, I didn't even think about this, but this is perfect. Model meals. Rick and I yeah. are kind of obsessed. Yeah. I will. It, I, it finally arrived. So they deliver on Sunday evenings and normally they give you a, they send you a text like in the middle of the day and saying, Hey, you know, it's out for delivery. And then several hours later it shows up. Well, <laughs> quick story, like AV texted me last night at like, I don't know what time it was it like seven o'clock yeah. or something like that. And you're like, uh, have you got any texts from model meals? <laughs> have, have they arrived yet? I'm like, no, I haven't received anything. I was feeling then, very nervous that our meals for the week were not going to come. I know. I was like, then I started backtracking my mind. I'm like, wait, did I, did I actually put the order through? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay. So just to let you guys know, model meals is it's really in Southern California. So unfortunately it's not everywhere, but there's companies like this kind of all around the U S yeah. where they have prepackaged meals, but they're super fresh. They're all whole 30 approved. If you guys are familiar with the whole 30 lifestyle. And so they're really, really good for you. And so Rick and I get our meals for the week so that we're eating good all week and we love it. And we text each other like every day, like, have you tried this or have you tried that? So if you're in Southern California, look up model meals. We absolutely love it. It's, it's just, I'm not an affiliate. This is just I was going to say, they're getting some mad publicity right now. (laughs) I know. I typically never talk about stuff like that, but when I love it, I'm so glad you brought it up. You're welcome, Model Meals. Yes, there you go. Okay, so- oh, By the way, real, oh, real quick, 
that doesn't mean like model like in I'm a model sort of thing. No. It's like it's like your model eating. Type yes. Of, type I of, probably yeah. should preface Just that. To clarify. We don't think we're we're models walking no. the runway. My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. Okay, so let's dive into today's topic. And we're talking about three tips to fix your targeting. And the reason why this is a topic for today's episode is because inside my private Facebook group, so you guys all know I have three different private Facebook groups for my paid programs. And inside those groups, over and over and over again, I get questions about Facebook ads. And typically the questions are geared toward targeting. So when I wanted to have Rick back on the show, I said, we've got to continue to talk about targeting. It's already been in one of our episodes where we talked about it a lot, but it needs to be a continued conversation because things are changing inside Facebook ads and my students are struggling in this area. So I asked Rick if he would help me brainstorm some ideas around fixing your targeting. And right away, he came up with three really solid, good ideas that I think everybody will find valuable. So First, we wanted to start out with just talking about why Facebook ad targeting is so tricky for most. So if you've struggled with it, you, my friend, are not alone. I've heard it over and over again. So Rick, why do you think this area is so tricky for those navigating through Facebook ads? Yeah, for sure. I think one of the big thing, and and you and I talk about this a lot, so we are sort of, I mean, for lack of a better word, guilty in, in, in sort of spreading this, is that we say that targeting is one of the most important things for your ads. So people immediately put a lot of pressure on that. And they're like, well, if my ad's not doing well, then my targeting is off. And, you know, you kind of have to look at it like, yes, targeting is is super important and it can be very overwhelming because there's so many different targeting opportunities that you can do. You can do, you know, website retargeting. You can do your email target, lookalike audiences, Facebook fans, cold traffic, all this different behavior targeting, demographic targeting, there's all different types of options. So I think that people just get overwhelmed with all the opportunities that you have available to, to use when we are targeting our ads. And, and on the flip side of that, that's one thing that makes Facebook so amazing is that we do have all these targeting opportunities to get so granular and trying to reach your ideal audience. But again, when we have so many different options, it can be really paralyzing and just like, oh, I don't know which one to choose. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. So very true. So there's a lot of stuff that's going on there and it's easy to get in the weeds with one area or another area and just feel like, wait, this just is not working. So we wanted to give you some solutions to really see some 
momentum with your targeting. And we wanted to get really specific. You guys know that Rick and I always try to make these mini trainings every time we get on an episode together. And that's what we've done here. So we're going to walk you through these three ways to fix your targeting. And the first way is going to surprise you because if you are struggling with your targeting and things just are not working out, the solution might be that it has nothing to do with your targeting. So Rick, walk us through that one. Yeah, people are probably listening to this like, what do you mean? Like, exactly. My ads are even doing terrible and, and I know it's my targeting. Well, it could be your targeting, but it's pro- my guess is it's probably not. And I've gone through some of the Facebook posts in your private groups because I, I'm, I'm in some of those groups myself. And I've, I've kind of been looking at what people are saying as far as, hey, my ads are not, they're posting screenshots and so forth. And why we're making this our first thing that you think it's your targeting, but probably not, is oftentimes it comes down to the offer and how you're communicating that offer, meaning your target audience is good, like it's dialed in, it does align with your specific business, but whatever that offer is that you're making or how you're communicating that offer in your ad copy, in your image or in your video or in your headline or whatever it might be, that's not resonating with your target audience, with the target audience that you have chosen. So I want to encourage people to really look at, am I communicating my offer in such a way that people really get it, that I am touching on the pain points that my target audience has? And also, is this offer something that my target audience wants? Like, do, do, they, even, or do they even care about this? So really looking at those things first, and then also leveraging Facebook's stats to help you figure this out. Now, you're probably you're like probably thinking like Rick, just give me one thing, like just give me the definite here. And there really is no definite because if you're looking at say like your relevance score for example, just to kind of recap real quick, the relevance score is that on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being your like the highest that you can get. It's the ad is most relevant to that target audience that you are targeting. If you're in that sort of 1 to 3 range, well, your ad is not resonating with your target audience or vice versa, okay? So that's where I say it's a little bit too hard to give a very definitive there because if you, if you have a low relevance score, it could be that, you're, that your ad is great, but the target audience that you're targeting is just not very good or maybe your landing page has got some issues. But really looking at, okay, what is your cost per lead? Is it higher than what it probably should be? And we've talked about that in other episodes here. What's your relevance score? Where does it fall within that one to 10 range? And by the way, when you're looking at the relevance score, you definitely want to look at it where you have to look at it on the ads level. A lot of people are they're like, where I can't find it, it's on the ads level. So you'll see that number between one and 10. And then also using other stats, like what's your click-through rate? You know, Are people actually clicking on your ad to go to, to the landing page? So there's a lot of different factors there that Oftentimes, it's not your targeting. I know that we're going to talk about in our third key here, talking about how we set the targeting up, but it oftentimes isn't necessarily the target audience that you're doing. It's the offer and how you're communicating that offer to that target audience. So one of the telltale signs, and Rick already mentioned this, but I really want to point it out, is that let's say your ad is running and you have a lot of people clicking on your ad. Let's say 300 people clicked on your ad and only three people actually opted in on the landing page. Well, to me, that is not a targeting issue at all. That's a landing page issue. So Rick gave me that idea when he said that. I thought I should do an entire episode where we dissect a really good landing page because I take for granted 
that most people listening know how to put together a really good landing page. However, when I get inside my groups and I look at a lot of the landing pages people are creating, there's a lot of stuff that we can improve. So I think it would be a good refresher episode to go over all of that. But that would be a telltale sign that something's wrong with that landing page. Either I always say it's the art or the science. So the art, meaning how it is set up, where is the call to action button? What does the picture look like? What is the copy? Or it could be more of a science thing where it's all about clickability, you know, what people are seeing and where they're clicking. You got to pay attention to all that, how the exact landing page is set up from start to finish. So there's a lot of components that go into that. But I think it's important to know that it's not always your targeting. So I want to touch on one more thing, Rick, and that is the relevant score. So mm-hmm. you're saying that the relevant score could mean that you're targeting people who aren't interested in your offer. So your targeting could be off or yeah. if your your targeting could be on, but your offer could be off. So you kind of have to look at both of those then. Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, when you have like, like you just mentioned, Amy, like if if people are clicking on your ad and they're going to your landing page, but your landing page conversion rate is really low, then that's pretty, that's a pretty clear starting point with what to fix. Okay, something's up with my landing page. But when it comes to your relevance score, if you have a low relevance score, it's kind of hard to say, okay, do this one thing to fix it. Because your relevance score is based on, well, how relevant your ad is to the target audience that you are targeting. And we don't know all the things that Facebook's algorithm takes into account to give you that relevance score. But we do know that it's the interaction that people are having with your ad. Are they clicking on your ad? Are they commenting? Are they sharing? Are they liking it? And so forth. So it could be that your offer is not resonating or it could be the offer that you have put together is really good, but it's not in front of the right target audience. And so it's hard to say, okay, go fix your targeting or go fix your offer or go fix your, you know, whatever it might be about your ad, but just know that it could be, it's probably going to be one of those things. I would look at the offer first, look at your ad and say, okay, you know what, with what I've put together here, should that be resonating with the target audience that I have set up? And, And just sort of start to use that as your initial gauge of trying to diagnose and fix things with your ad. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'd probably play with my ad copy. And remember, you only want to work on one thing at a time, because if you switch three things at one time, you'll have no idea what it was. So you want to work on that ad copy, and then it might be the ad image. And so then you can kind of play with it from there, but kind of tackle it one piece at a time so you could really understand what's working and what's not working. Yeah. When we say ad copy, we're really talking about also in addition to that, because a lot of people think like, oh, I just have to word it a little bit differently. Well, yes, that could be true. And I know that this can be frustrating being like, look, Rick and Amy, just give us one thing to do. Give us the definitive. But it's really, that's not the case. But when we're talking about ad copy, we're really looking, talking about is the offer that you're making in the ad, like something that that target audience that you're targeting, is that going to be something that they really want? Exactly. And This is a little bit off topic, but it still is relevant. I talked about in a former episode a few weeks ago about choosing your webinar topic and your webinar title. And one of the things I suggested was coming up with three different topics and putting together three really good titles for those topics and surveying your audience and asking them, what do they really want? And even if you're not doing webinars, depending on the offer you're putting together, a lot of the times most people running ads are driving to some kind of freebie putting together a few different options and asking your audience what they want and giving it 
a really clear one, two, three, just pick one, two, or three, meaning don't make them do a lot of work to give you feedback. That is a really good starting point for a lot of people. So you might need to go back to your audience to make sure that what you are offering is what they want. Yeah, another, and I don't want to go down this. Could, we could take this down a whole other rabbit hole here. But if you want to test different webinar titles, for example, you can use Facebook ads to do that. So you would be targeting, like, let's just say you target the exact same audience in two or three different ads, but the offer, meaning the what you're going to teach them in the webinar with a webinar title, is different in each one of those ads. So you can see which one resonates the most with that audience. Okay, so what do you do, though, if 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 you're not going to do <laughs> the webinar? You, we could go right down. Oh, we no. We could go down a total, a total rabbit hole with this. Well, it, let's just say that you are going to be doing a webinar, but you're just not quite sure what the exact title is going to be. So you could, and I didn't even think about that we're going to talk about this. I'm kind of thinking about it off the top of my head right now. But you could set up, you could do, you could set up a, a landing page and lead pages make sure that they have all the information the same except for, you know, the headline, the title of the webinar. Okay. And have it connected to the webinar, you know, if whatever platform you're using, go to webinar or whatever, and then just duplicate that another time and have everything the same except change the headline, which is the name of the webinar. Okay. And so you could test that out to see which one, you know, people are resonating most with. Got it. So it's the same webinar in that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just different title. Yeah. So you could, you could get pretty advanced with that. I think that's like an advanced strategy for most, but I think it's a really solid one. So I like that. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you wanna make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I wanna talk about Shopify. (laughs) Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. 
Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. Okay, so our first tip for fixing your targeting is to not always think it is your targeting. You got to do some investigative work step by step and start playing around with the ad copy, the ad images, the landing page. I think the landing page is a big one. So look at your numbers. If you're getting clicks on your ads, but hardly anybody is converting, I'd start there with the landing page. Now, I'm most excited about the second way you have for us to fix our targeting And that is some new ways for retargeting. And when we went over this, I got really excited about these options. So walk us through this one. Yeah, these are really exciting. I'm I'm excited about these as well. So the the first one, and this has been out for a while, and and a lot of people will will likely have heard about this, but maybe not gone through with setting this stuff up or taking advantage of this opportunity. And that is the video engagement retargeting. So essentially, whenever you have a video, whether it is a Facebook video ad or a Facebook live, or you just do a video and you post it on your on your Facebook page, you can set up audiences of people based on how long they're watching your video. So for example, 25% of your video or 50% or 75% or 95% of your video. And the cool thing about that is that if somebody's watching 95% of your video, that's a pretty engaged audience right there. Yes. And the cool thing there is if you have a call to action in your video, let's just say you're doing a video and you're trying to get people to register for, for, for a webinar or download a, a freebie or whatever it is. Well, if somebody watches, let's just say 75% of that video, again, a pretty engaged viewer at that point, if they watch that much of your video, but then don't take that action that you want them to take, meaning Maybe you you have the link to your webinar registration page or your opt-in page and they didn't actually opt in or register. Well, then you can retarget those people to get them to take that action again. And so building these video engagement audiences, this is something that I would encourage if anybody's doing video, whether it's Facebook Live, Amy, you've talked a lot on the podcast here about Facebook Live and, yeah. and how great it is. If people are doing video, add it to your workflow that you set up these video engagement uh, retargeting audiences. And it's just under custom audience. And then you do, I think it's it's engagement on Facebook. And then video is one of the options there. And so what I would do is just add this to your workflow. After you've done your video, you go in, I would say create some audiences, 50%, 75%, 95%. Even if you don't plan on using them, at least you have them so that you can start building audiences of people who are engaging with those videos. Okay, that's a solid one. This is why I was so excited for Rick to bring this up. Again, it's not new, but I don't think a lot of people are using it. So to make sure everyone's on the same page, Rick is saying, if you do Facebook Lives every week or whenever you do them, doing Facebook Lives on your Facebook page is going to help your targeting for your Facebook ads. And what's cool about that is most people are thinking, especially when you're new to Facebook ads, well, I need to run Facebook video ads and then I could retarget those people. But you're saying you can retarget the people that are watching your Facebook lives on your Facebook page. Yes, exactly. So any kind of video that you're posting to your page, whether it is Facebook live, whether it is 
just a video that you've made and you're putting it up on your page or a Facebook video ad that you're running, you can build audiences of people who are engaging with that video and then retarget them. So let's just say, again, so maybe somebody watches 75% of your video, but they didn't opt in or they didn't register. So maybe you could retarget them with an image ad that calls them back to that opt-in page or back to that registration page. See, I love this because when I teach Facebook Live, I tell all of you to always have a call to action. And one of my favorite calls to action would be, okay, guys, if you like this content, I have a PDF cheat sheet that's going to walk you through the process I just talked about. So go to this page to get that. So what he's saying is there's people that won't go to that page and get that freebie. So then could you retarget them, Rick? If they go to the registration page, but don't opt in or don't register. Yeah, you can retarget them for sure. But here's where I'm a little confused. And I, hopefully this will help my audience if my confusion is their confusion. So you have a Facebook live video and you tell people to go somewhere to opt into a freebie. So can you target the people? I know you can target the people that went to that page, but didn't opt in. But I guess if you're sending tons of traffic from different places, it wouldn't just be the Facebook live traffic that went there and didn't opt in. Now we're talking about two different ways to retarget. Oh, I got you. Well, you yes, you can because you can target like the, the original way that you're mentioned. So if people who land on that landing page but don't actually opt in. Yeah. Or you can tar- you can set up a you can target people who watch let's just say 75% of the of the video and then exclude people who got to your thank you page. That's what I was thinking. Okay, so that, guys, is where we're layering the targeting where they watch 75% of your video, but they never got to the thank you page for that freebie. That means they didn't opt in, but they were interested. Okay, that kind of stuff I absolutely love. So one of the reasons why I'm really excited that we're talking about this opportunity is that many of you talk about having different avatars and wanting to create different messages for those avatars. So when you do something like a Facebook Live to a very specific avatar you want to attract, now you can retarget them with very specific messaging. So you can get really specific inside your different avatars in your business using Facebook Live and retargeting. So love this opportunity. Okay, keep us going. All right, so the next retargeting opportunity is, and this one's rolling out, People might not have this quite yet, as with anything that Facebook rolls out, you know, it, it, they kind of roll it out in, in stages. So if we're talking about this and you go and look for it, you don't have it yet, stay tuned, it's coming. But you also might have this. It, it's that Facebook page engagement opportunity. And so just how you got to that video engagement where you went to custom audience and then it was engagement on Facebook, you'll see there the video option, but the bottom one and at the time of recording this, it still has that little new button next to it. This is engagement on your Facebook page. So everybody who engaged with your Facebook page, which is pretty cool. That okay? is really cool. I, I love that. Yeah. So if you are getting traffic to your your Facebook page or you're getting some engagement on your posts and stuff like that, you can retarget those people. So there's five different options that they and as I said that, I held out four fingers on my end here. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, but there's five different options that you can set up here. So anybody who visited your Facebook page, people who engage with any post or ad is another option. People who clicked any call to action button on your Facebook page, people who sent a message to your Facebook page, and then also people who saved your page or any post. 
So these are different options. Now, as you can see here, and, and we're going to talk the third one we're going to talk about here in just a second. Facebook is really starting to ramp up that we're putting their priority on engagement. How long are people engaged? How much are people engaging with you and your brand? And then giving you opportunities to put your ad in front of those people who are most engaged. I mean, that's good stuff. I could hear my voice getting worse and worse. So let's just go with it. (laughs) But I always say, you know, target your Facebook fans, of course, but now we're getting even more specific. And the way I'm thinking about this is I typically post on my Facebook page around my podcast episodes. So now I would be able to retarget those that are interested in specific podcast episodes I do. So I feel like that's getting really specific. Yeah, exactly. And and an example of how you might use that is like, let's just say you do a podcast episode about, I don't know, just super general about webinars. And then you have this sort of engagement retargeting set up. So people who are engaging with that specific post that you put up there about your podcast episode where you're talking about webinars, well, maybe you could you could follow up with them. You can retarget those people with, I don't know, some sort of a cheat sheet or a checklist that has to do with webinars. So it's super, super relevant because the audience that was engaging with that specific post about webinars, now you're putting that offer, the offer of the free checklist or the cheat sheet in front of those people. I mean, I love this stuff. Retargeting is probably my most favorite way to do any kind of targeting. So I'm so glad yeah. we're talking about this. Okay. So you went through the new ways of, we're calling we it one more. Facebook one engagement more. targeting. I was going to say, I thought there was one more. What is it? Yeah. That's, this is the time spent on your, on your website. Okay. So we're taking so, it outside of Facebook now. Time yeah, so spent is, on your website. Okay. Yeah. So this is your website traffic. So like your website retargeting. Well, now Facebook has an option. And this is, you know, like if you're targeting people, okay, I want to build an audience of anybody coming to my website. Okay, cool. Well, now there's an option there that you can build an audience based on the time spent on your website. So for example, you can build an audience of people who are in a certain percentile of time spent on your website, like the top 5% of people who are spending the most time on your site. So there's a top five, top 10, and top 25%. Nice. And so again, if this person falls into, if this group of people falls into the top 5% of time spent on your website, again, going back to what we talked about, talked about earlier, those people are engaged with your content. So isn't that pretty cool to be able to put your offer in front of the people who are most engaged on your website? So time spent on your website is another opportunity. Which means they're more likely to opt in. So Absolutely. that's the yep. kind of stuff you got to think about. Okay, yep. great. All right. So we went over the fact that number one, it might not be your targeting. Number two, there's some new ways to retarget. I love the Facebook page retargeting additions they've added. And the third way is bringing it back to basics. So when we talked about putting together this episode, three ways to fix your targeting, one of the ways that we talked about a lot is how you're setting up your targeting. So again, we're going back to basics, but what we've noticed inside our groups is that most people aren't doing this one thing that Rick is going to suggest. So Rick, set it up for us. Yeah, and this is one of the, like like I said, really basic things, everything you're just talking about here. And that's basically grouping, is how you set up your your targeting. And so what I recommend, and and a big mistake I see people make is that they throw a whole bunch of interest or a whole bunch of, you know, when we talk about detailed targeting section, when you're, when you're setting up your ads, those are all like your Facebook pages, like very simplistically, this is your stereotypical type of Facebook ad targeting where it's like, okay, I want to target fans of Amy Porterfield. I want to target fans of social media examiner. 
and then they put all these different pages within the same ad set. And what that does, when you're first starting out anyway, what that does is it doesn't give you the opportunity to see which one of those is performing the best. So maybe my my ads targeting Amy Porterfield are doing great, but the ads targeting social media examiner are, are not doing well. And it's really you know dragging down my results because when I group them together, I don't know that. I really think this is something that Facebook is going to start to roll out. And I've, I've not heard that, but I just think it because you can do this with third party tools. If you're using something like an ad espresso or something, they yeah. will break it out for you. But within Facebook, they don't right now. And so that's what I recommend is breaking out. So one ad set per targeting group. So let's just say ad set one, I want to target Amy Porterfield. Ad set two, again, same ad and everything. Now I want to target social media examiner and, and so on. The only sort of exception I would make to this and to kind of play around with this is when you're targeting your warm audiences. So for example, I would be okay with sticking the website retargeting. So website visitors and my email list, for example, in the same ad set, because those are two very warm audiences. And so I could call that, you know, like sort of like my, my warm audience ad set. And I'd be okay with that. But then when we're targeting the the cold traffic, the the different Facebook pages and so forth, I would break those out into separate ad sets. Okay, cool. So you're saying to put one targeting group into each ad set. But to yep. be honest, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, it could be. It could be. But luckily, Facebook has that wonderful little duplicate feature. Okay. So, How do you so, use that? Yeah. So what I recommend doing is, let's just say we're going to go through and we're going to set up an ad from start to finish. So we create our campaign. Then we go through and set up our ad set, all the, you know, the, the budget and the conversion pixel and all that good stuff. And let's just say in that ad set, we're going to target, uh, I'll just keep using you as an example, Amy. Okay. So we're going to target fans of Amy Porterfield. And then, then we're going to go through and create the ad. So down on the ad level, we're going to go through, create our ad. I'm like moving my hands right now <laughs> as I talk. You really need to do a video podcast. You know, really seriously. like to use hand gestures. I like when you do the air quotes. That's I one of your specialties. Yeah, jazz hands. <laughs> jazz hands. Uh, so we've gone through and we've created the entire ad from start to finish. Okay, you know, so the campaign. you've got one totally finished campaign, ad set, ad. Exactly. And then what I would do is I go back to the ad set level and then I duplicate it at the ad set level. And this so, is big, guys. This is important. Yeah, so then all I have to do is change the name of the ad set. So I go from, you know, let's just say, uh, we'll use Social Media Examiner again as an example. So now I'm going to, from targeting, I'm also targeting you in that original ad set. Now in the new one, I'm going to target Social Media Examiner. All I have to do is change the targeting and change the name of the ad set so I know that, hey, this is the Social Media Examiner one. Cool. You're well, taking out one, putting one in. Exactly. Well, by duplicating it at the ad set level and when I already created the ad, remember originally, it carries the ad with you. So you don't have to recreate the ad. So all I have to do is click duplicate, change the name of the ad set, change the targeting, and boom, we're done. Perfect. And then you just repeat that. So for however many targeting groups that you want to do, you can just go through and repeat that process. Awesome. Okay. So we went through these three ways to fix your targeting. And as Rick and I were going back and forth with these ideas and wanting to talk about these topics, one thing that Rick brought up that I thought was really important is that this could all be really overwhelming. And you had a really good, simple, but important tip for everybody that's listening and anybody struggling with their targeting. Talk about yeah. that one. 
Yeah. Just remember that you don't have to do everything. Like we're talking to, like we started talking about the very top of the show here where there's so many different opportunities. You know, we've just listed out video engagement, Facebook page engagement, time on site, all these different new opportunities here. It can be very overwhelming because it's like, okay, cool. I have the, all these, where do I start? I have all these options. What do I do with it? And, and that can be very paralyzing because it's like so many options, but then you get overwhelmed and you don't do anything. Yeah. So don't feel like you have to do everything. And this is one of those things where I would go through and set the audiences up. So for example, time spent on your site. Okay. I'm going to go ahead, just take a second to go in. I'm going to set up the top 5% uh, audience. Boom. Okay. I don't even have any plans to use that right now, but at least I'm starting to build that or the Facebook page engagement. You know, anybody who engage with any post or an ad. Okay, cool. I'm going to set that up. I have no plans to use it right now, but at least I'm going to set the ad up to start building that audience. Okay. So I would do those things, but then with everything else that you have to do with your ads and when you're setting up and, and looking at your targeting options, depending on what your budget is, I might think about, okay, you know what, this week I'm going to try one new thing. I'm going to try that, you know, top 5% of time spent on my site, or I'm going to try video engagement retargeting this week and see how it does. Just kind of pick one thing and just test it out and see how it does with that. Don't feel like you have to do everything when it comes to your targeting. And kind of like the last thing I would say about this, Amy, is that what I like to do is prioritize my targeting. Oh, I so, hope you bring this up. Okay. Yeah. So I like to do, and again, it all depends on what your goal is and what you're trying to achieve with your ads. But for the most part, I'm starting with my warm traffic first. So I'm going to, I'm going to be targeting, you know, my website visitors and my email video list. email list, all that stuff. Exactly. All my Facebook fans, that's considered warm traffic because they're familiar with you and, and engaging with your content, hopefully. Then I kind of move down towards cold traffic and that's where the lookalike audiences come in. So when you're creating a lookalike audience out of your email list or your customers, that's an awesome one to, to create or your website visitors, you know, that's still cold traffic. We'll give them like a little bit of a lukewarm kind of temperature. And then we would get into the cold traffic where it is, you know, your, your Facebook pages and your demographic targeting, that sort of thing. So kind of prioritize warm first and then moving into the cold traffic. Nice. Okay. I like it. I think that's a perfect place to wrap this up. This has been so valuable. It's always valuable for me because it keeps me on my toes with what's working right now with Facebook ads. So first of all, Rick, thank you so much for yeah, coming on the show and talking about all this great targeting strategies and tips. Absolutely. We could talk about this forever. You know, that. I know. So we're definitely going to have you back. We're definitely going to dive in deeper into Facebook ads throughout this year inside the podcast. But before we go, I want to give you an opportunity to tell people what you're working on because you have something pretty cool, oh, cool brewing. Yeah, working on a course for Facebook ads managers. So people who want to manage Facebook ads for other businesses. And this is what I'm really excited about this is that this is really for a few different audiences. So this is for people who maybe want to manage Facebook ads like full time. So maybe they're in a full time job right now and they're like, I'm not happy with this. I want to start creating something new for myself. And they're like, I want to learn Facebook ads in order to manage Facebook ads full time for other businesses, whether that's local businesses or online businesses. So we're, we're creating a course for that person. And also somebody who maybe has their own business and they're trying to get their online business going here, but maybe is having a, a tough time getting things to the point where they can support themselves with it. And they want to kind of add something on the side of, ma again, managing ads for other businesses 
this course is for them as well. So I'm really excited about that. Like I would say that uh, this is the first time we've created a course from scratch in almost a year now. And I'm really excited going through this process again and, and creating this course. And it's if I will say it's really, really good with what we're with what we're creating. I mean, here. So I'm really excited. About you're not biased or anything. But not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I think your course is going to be fantastic for and tell me if I'm wrong, but social yeah. media managers that want to add another offering to what they're doing in their business so they Absolutely. can also run yes. ads. I think that's a really yep. good parallel too. So this I know like business in a box. I sort of like thing. it. I like it a yeah. lot. I know yeah. you've been working on it because when we meet at Starbucks every week, you're talking to me about the new modules you're creating yeah. and what you've been recording. So it's in the works. So look for it, yep. guys. It's coming out fairly soon. In February. Yeah, oh, February. February. Okay, awesome. Yep. So we'll definitely be talking about it more. But I wanted you to tell people about that because I know some people in my audience would find that very interesting. Cool. So I appreciate that. Thanks, Rick, so very much for being on the show. I can't wait to have you back. Absolutely. Thanks, Amy. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Rick Mulready. I love having him on the show. I mean, when it comes to Facebook ads, I can definitely hold my own. I teach Facebook ads in all of my online programs. However, it's always nice to have somebody who's in the trenches working with Facebook ads every single day to give us some insight about what's working, what's not working, what's new. So I love to keep in the loop with Rick. So he's going to be back on the show about every six weeks or so. He comes on and we dive into some new Facebook ad topics. So look for a new episode about Facebook ads next month or a little bit later because it's always changing and I like to keep you all in the know. Now, I also want to let you know that on the show notes, I've added a screenshot of these new retargeting opportunities so you can see what they look like and what you're looking for. So all you need to do is go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 148. You can check out that screenshot and get any links that we talked about in this episode. I cannot wait to connect with you next week. So make it a great week and I'll see you soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.